Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. The head went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Tonight we are finishing up our Evil Dead franchise fracas with the Evil Dead remake from 2013. That's right. This one was directed by Fede Alvarez, who also directed the really, really good Don't Breathe, which uh, if you haven't seen, we, we recommend that one as well. It's a remake of a classic, which, you know, normally... That's a thing that we, we would cry foul at, but uh, man, not not this time. You know, this is another one of those remakes that we were worried about. Uh, the other one being uh, thing, uh, right? the Dawn of the Dead. Well, Thing and the Dawn of the Dead remake. That's right. The Dawn of the Dead remake was also awesome. The, the Thing remake prequel thing. Are you, you, did you see that one? I don't think you, you saw that one, did you? I never ended up seeing that one. Yeah, that one's... Uh, it's. It's okay. Is that's the best I can say about that movie? But uh, this is uh, this was quite a bit better than okay. Yeah, this one's uh, pretty messed up. And before we get into it, just so you know, and it's still, you know, Luke and I were both uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, surprised to realize that this movie was about ten years old already. Yeah, no shit, man. Like I, uh, I was actually I was looking for it at my uh, my local library. I'm like, why doesn't my library have this new movie and it's like oh yeah it's it's almost it's it's nine years old already shit yeah man it feels like we just saw this one yesterday it it, it does it does and uh yeah i guess we should still throw out a, a spoiler warning because it's, it's a little bit newer than the others yeah there's a chance that people haven't seen this one right probably a content warning as well for this one because holy shit <laughs> it's pretty gruesome yeah like we don't do this for all our reviews but uh this one might warrant it there are quite a bit of differences to this one it it is technically a remake but it's almost more of like its own movie with you know heavy homage to the original evil dead right this is kind of like what evil dead 2 story-wise was like you know to the original evil dead uh this one is to the original evil dad uh and the uh the story's pretty much the same it's a uh, real quickly it's it's five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods so one of the biggest differences is that we get a sort of little prequel opening where it gives us a little bit more backstory into you know the cabin in the woods and what happened there even before you know like the archaeologist would have been there. This is the first, you know, big change that we see. And it's right at the beginning of the movie. And it's it's welcome. It's great. You know, one of the the one of the things I think a remake should do, especially when you're remaking a, a classic like the, you know, like the Evil Dead, is you gotta you gotta throw something different at the audience. You can't just do a shot for shot or just nothing but homages. And and this is a a nice little departure right from the start. So it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of what these uh, five characters who we haven't met yet uh, are about to get into. It's almost like we're in a wrong turn movie at the beginning of this one. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, like sort of like that uh, cliched inbred mountain woods family. Exactly. Like they're disfigured and they have some mutations, but they're the good guys. It turns out they're, they're there to help out this, uh, this, this dad uh, who, 
you know, he's uh, trying to, you know, capture his daughter. Well, because his daughter's pulling some of that tricky demon shit, that tricky deadite stuff where they can pretend that they're totally normal. Yeah, yeah, they can... Uh... They can play possum real good. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm good. I'm normal. See, daddy, it's it's fine. What are you doing? Why are you doing this, daddy? It's fine. Where's mom? And he's like, you know where mom is. You killed mom. <laughs> yeah. She flips, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy your soul or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, mother sucks cocks in hell or something like that. Yeah. It's not exactly that, obviously, but yeah, that's pretty much what happens. And the other purpose that this little prequel serves other than background information is to let you know right away that this is not a horror comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, much, much more in tone with the original uh, The Evil Dead from 1981. Uh, there, I don't think there was a joke in this movie, Marcus. Uh, not that I remember. There's a couple of funny lines here and there because, you know, the Deadites have always been a little bit funny. But otherwise, it's not. It's not anything like the last two movies we've watched. Yeah, don't expect any, like, Three Stooges, Prattful shenanigans. <laughs> There's this movie is so far removed from that that it's it's uh, in a, a whole different you know field of horror. Uh, this is much more, much more gruesome, much more gruesome than Army of Darkness was. That's scarier. A lot. Yeah, I, I would. Man, is this the scariest Evil Dead? Is that going to be like? Is that the? Is that, would that be like sacrilege to say? No, I don't think so. I think they they went with it, man. Because you know the the first movie is definitely scary, and I think you know I think it's also a product of when we grew up, right? Because as good as that original Evil Dead is, and as scary as parts of that are, it still feels like a little bit dated because you know like. The movie, the quality is not the greatest and the sound is not the greatest. So it's not, you know, we've come to expect more, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, it was, I mean, shoestring budget or this is not. But I mean, imagine put yourself in like the shoes of somebody back in 1981, seeing this for the first time at some CD theater and, you know, the fucking back alley. Uh, it'd be pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, that'd be an experience. Can't even imagine. Actually, that'd be pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> One other thing I want to mention before we get on with the rest of the movie, too, is that thankfully, the most of this movie is done with practical effects. You know, I was reading that uh, uh, the director, Fede Alvarez, he who, by the way, he's a he's not much older than us. He has a history or he has experience in CGI, but he definitely, you know, he made a, a conscious decision to to make this movie as practical as possible, to, uh, you know, to stay true to the original. Great choice. I mean, we're we're going to say that forever. You know, like we would prefer practical effects in, in a horror movie, especially. Yeah, and not that there aren't CGI, you know, assisted shots in this. And you can, you know, there's a couple of things you can tell here and there, but it's very, very few and far between. And, it, and you know, if anything, it just serves to, you know, do things that practical effects, you know, just, just can't do. Um, but, uh, man, it is, it's, it's done really, really well. These are, uh, you know, really, really well done practical effects that are going to make you want to cover your mouth up when you're watching this movie. <laughs> Quite possibly the biggest change in this movie from the original Evil Dead is that they did not recast the Ash character. 
I mean, it's it's kind of left ambiguous for a majority of the movie as to who the hero will be from our, our five, right? Yeah, and and Ash is definitely not there. It's like they, they take his character traits and sort of split him up amongst the characters. You know, we have Mia, who kind of ends up being our main character. She is kind of the the whole point of the movie. It's a, is It revolves around her because uh, the rest of the gang is there for her her detox. Uh, she's addicted to heroin. The last time she OD'd, apparently, you know, she had, she even flatlined for a little bit. Her brother David is there to support her. Here's where I, I don't remember who's dating who. I know there's Olivia is the RN. She's there. Natalie, I believe Natalie is dating David. And, and then there is uh, Eric, uh, the, uh, the high school teacher. I think Eric's dating Olivia, but I might be wrong about those the relationships, but I'm um, those are those are our people. Oh, and then there's a dog named Grandpa. But the dog never really like plays a part in the movie at all. No, the dog shows up and you're immediately like, that dog's going to die so bad. And he sure does. <laughs> so as Luke mentioned before, the, the story plot is basically the same. You know, there's no Ash character, but, um, you know, these uh, these characters quickly start uh, turning. Yeah, they discover a fruit seller, which is, you know, very evil dead. And uh, down in the fruit cellar, they discover a room that is full of dead cats hanging from the ceiling, which uh, right there and then Marcus and I said, yeah, I'd be uh, not going into that room. And I was gone before that when the dog finds the the cellar door like hidden under the rug and they uncover it and it's got like a blood stain that's like somebody's dragged down there. I would have been done then. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't open that thing. I would have packed up my shit. And gone. Yeah, we're doing this intervention somewhere else, you guys. <laughs> There's a blood trail reading into the cellar. Um, but no, they go down there and they find, uh, you know, what is a, a book. Uh, they don't know what the book is, but it's wrapped in uh, black trash bags and uh, wrapped in barbed wire uh, for good measure. So you figure you leave that book alone. No, of course, they decide they're going to open it, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, Eric, the the teacher guy, he he, you know, goes above and beyond to to open that book up, and he's like rubbing on there. He's like, he's, he's like, oh, there's imprints. Let me rub this, and it's the it's the fucking special words, man, that he he's saying as he's uncovering them. Right. Well, like in the margins, people have read written in the margins, like, do not read from this book, <laughs> do not utter the words, <laughs> and that never stopped anybody from any other of these movies. Yeah, so he does both of those things. And uh, Mia, who's outside freaking out because by now she's like detoxing pretty heavy. Uh, you know, we get the, the, the good old first person Kandarian demon cam and it goes uh, right into her. And uh, she flips the fuck out, uh, steals Eric's Subaru and, and drives off into the woods. And crashes into the water. And this is the first movie since the original that decided that they were going to recreate the tree rape scene. Right. And it's interesting how they do it. Again, Marcus and I were wondering, like, man, is it going to be as as messed up as in the first movie? Because, man, in the first movie, it's it's pretty messed up. The answer is no, though. I mean, it's still pretty fucking messed up. But somehow, I think, Luke, you said when we were watching it, you said somehow this is still not as worse as the original one. Right. Yeah. I think it's because, well, and like you said, when we were watching it, then in the original movie, it's overtly sexual, uh, like a sexual violence way, which... It always will forever be you know uh, just sickening uh 
to me, whenever I watch any movie that has that kind of stuff in it. In this one, uh, Mia sees her dead-eyed self kind of like trailing behind her, haunting her, and she comes out of the water. It's all super creepy. The whole movie is so creepy. And uh, and she uh, opens up her mouth and she, she pukes out this uh, black tendril. And it just kind of curls up her leg, goes underneath her skirt, and it just you know, disappears up there. And that's, uh, that's as far as the, the scene goes. So I guess you could, it almost feels like, you know, there wasn't like a sexual purpose behind it. It was almost like, it's like, I'm going to possess you. And this is just the way it happens. Right. And your, your hoo-ha just seemed to be the closest thing. So that's the way I came in. Sorry. That's had to happen to you, but <laughs> <laughs> she's like apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's just the way it's done. Look, yeah, just, you know, if you were upside down, it would have been your mouth. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nothing personal. Um, so for and just for that matter alone, it's not as bad as the original one. Um, it's still pretty gross and still messed up. And if I don't know how I would feel watching this as a female, but uh, yeah, pretty weird. At this point on it, the movie doesn't really stop. It like doesn't let you breathe. No, it's just one set piece after another. I mean, it's, uh, you know, sure enough, Grandpa is found uh, beaten to death with a hammer. Mia comes back in the, you know, she gets back to the cabin. And she's flipping the fuck out. And uh, she doesn't remember getting possessed, but she just knows she needs to get the hell out of there. And uh, none of the crew, none of the gang want to to let her because I guess this, they, they've tried this before and it hasn't worked. So she goes and takes a, a, a shower and it's a, it's a hot ass, scolding ass shower. She turns the heat all the way up in the shower. You can see like the, uh, the, the, the water heater, like going nuts. Like it's going into like, you know, you know, extra heat, hot mode. And uh, you can see like third degree burns forming on her skin. And then Mia straight up gets possessed, gets uh, the first time we get to see a, a deadite in this movie. And uh, there's a gun in the cabin, too, which we forgot to mention. And uh, she kind of wings David uh, with it in the shoulder and then pukes a hot, red, you know, bloody spew right into Olivia's face. And then uh, Olivia kicks her into the into the fruit cellar and then they lock her in there. So she's kind of like the Henrietta of uh, of this movie. Yeah, she's going to peek herself out a couple of times as in the... Well, the first two movies, really, uh, first Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, right? When you've got that like demon sort of looking out from the crack in the cellar. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a iconic image from Evil Dead, right? You see that that you know that that sideways that sideways glance, and then the the hands and the fingers kind of moving like they can't wait to get out of that cellar and, and cause some shit, which you know, of course, she will later. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, Olivia, the you know the RN that's there supposedly to supervise this whole operation um the 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 i don't know was it i'm assuming it's the blood that got puked like into her face it could be anything none of these none of these evil dead movies have really like you know uh completely said for sure what it is you can get bitten you can get puked on i mean right it seems like you can get possessed anyway yeah you can get possessed in all kinds of willy-nilly ways in in this in these movies and uh yeah olivia goes into the bathroom to clean up and uh looks in the looks in the mirror the mirror explodes and uh the next time you eric finds her she has like carving pieces out of her face like cutting out she's already cut like a whole cheek off right yeah so uh, let's talk about these uh these like 
fucking gnarly and and frankly amazing makeup effects that they go because all these characters are gonna get possessed or killed in some way and uh uh let's uh <laughs> let's talk about the crazy fucking shit that happens to him as you've already started with olivia after she gets possessed when eric finds her in the bathroom she's like yeah she's like slicing her face open and then she gets up and walks towards him and he's, he's like pedaling backwards he slips on her skin the cheek the skin of her cheek that she's cut off he slips on yeah and like he lands on the toilet and like hurts his back and you're at first you're like oh man i bet that hurt a lot but it's gonna that's nothing compared to what happens next to him because olivia like pounces on him she uh she grabs uh, a syringe that's been knocked loose from you know in the scuffle and just proceeds to stab his face like i don't know 10 times multiple times not even the worst of it, because uh, when he kicks her off, finally, he notices that the part of the needle is stuck right underneath one of his eyeballs, and he slowly pulls it out. And I, yeah, I couldn't look at this part. I just couldn't. It was just, oh, my God. Yeah, I I, I don't have as much problem with the eye stuff as you do. I mean, I, I don't like 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 it i don't enjoy it but it doesn't like get me the way it does you but this one's this is pretty gross because he pulls the entire like needle out from underneath his eyeball and it's a long one nice and slowly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so it looks like it's uh the the key uh makeup artist but there's a there's a lot of makeup artists that were uh worked on this movie but it's vinnie ashton and then there's like a bunch of different people uh, they did an amazing job. All of this stuff looks pretty fucking real. And uh, man, you know, she stabs him with a piece of the mirror in his chest and the stab wound looks really real and it is bleeding. And uh, we're going to see a whole lot more stuff like this, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the movie. And then he oh, then he grabs the piece of the toilet that uh, broke off when he fell on it and he just he bashes her brains in. And that's that's the end of Olivia. Natalie is the next one we're going to get into here. She it goes down into the cellar or cause the cellar door is open, right? Yeah. At this point, the cellar door has been flung open and she's, she's looking down, she's looking down the stairs and she sees Mia sitting down there and she's got her backed towards her, but she's got her, you know, like she's doing that trick, normal voice thing on. So Natalie decides she's going to go down there and see what's going on. Which is, you know, uh, <laughs> another real bad decision. Uh, she goes down there, Mia's voice, you know, suddenly changes from you know normal mia to that i you know double layered voice mia and uh yeah she she bites her on the hand uh in a, in a callback she tries to run out of the staircase but the last couple the last couple uh stairs break and so she's hanging and then she gets dragged back in yeah that's right that's right it's super suspenseful and fucking scary <laughs> and then mia and then mia um Mia does bite her on the hand, but uh, before she does that, she looks her fucking straight in the eyes and has a knife and puts the knife on her own fucking tongue and slowly cuts her tongue in half. And to just bring home the point of how fucking gross this is, you can hear us watching this part. Uh, Oh, God. Oh fuck, dude! Oh, dude. oh I hate it! Oh, I fucking hate it! How was it? How was oh, I this? hate it, dude! I fucking hate it! Oh my god! <laughs> it's so disgusting. How is this rated R? 
this is the grossest part of the movie for me. Yeah, you know, I uh, I thought the eye thing was the grossest thing for me, but then I, I thought about this, and as you were describing that, I was biting my own tongue to make sure it was still in one piece. So yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unsettling, man. It's like you could almost feel it happening to your own tongue. It's so bad. It's so bad, man. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Mia biting Natalie's uh, hand and she bites it in the exact same spot that, uh, you know, Linda's head, decapitated head, uh, bit Ash's hand in Evil Dead 2. Uh, so if you've seen that movie, you know what's coming next. They don't have like a prolonged, <laughs> like, pratfall Not the kind fight of with... <laughs> No, <laughs> but you do get some possessed hand stuff and like some really uneasy movement. Like probably one of the only CG shots in this movie is the hand like sort of morphing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the actress that plays Natalie plays it pretty well. And uh, she decides that uh, just like Ash did in Evil Dead 2, she's going to cut this fucker off. Uh, but she doesn't have uh, a chainsaw. She's got one of those. Fucking electric turkey carvers. It's not just the hand. It's 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 gotten quite quite up her arm. Uh, so she's when she takes you know what's gonna happen next. So when she takes this electric uh, turkey carver, she takes it to like her left bicep, and again, it looks really fucking real. It looks like she's like really just cutting into her arm. Fucking blood flies everywhere, flying into the camera. It fucking shorts out the electricity in the cabin, so the lights go out, and it's it's just a it's really effective. And you're just again, we've watched a lot of gory, crazy shit, and uh, I know I was like halfway looking away at this point. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) So when it's me as brother Danny that walks in on her, right? that's right that's right yep and uh he's the one that sees her and she's like sort of slumped against the refrigerator and she turns around she's like i got it and her arms like hanging by a thread like by a ligament and then it falls off and then it just dip, just, just kind of droops off there <laughs> and then uh eric and david have a lot of have a little bit of a heart to heart to heart about uh what to do next and they they kind of come to terms with the fact that this is a, a demonic thing Something to do with all that crazy witchcraft down in the cellar. Uh, and that's when Natalie comes out with a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> Starts going wild. Because this at this point, it's no longer Natalie, Natalie. This is a uh, one-armed dead-eye Natalie with a, a nail gun. Yeah, she didn't get it, apparently. She didn't get it in time. No, no, not at all. So this all leads up to Danny trying to save his sister in another straight up throwback to the original Evil Dead. A couple of callbacks to the, uh, you know, the first few movies where there's some quick shots here of uh, David putting together a defibrillator. He's making like a he's MacGyvering a defibrillator, basically, because he comes up with a plan that, uh, you know, maybe if Mia dies and he brings her back to life, maybe, you know, it'll have you know, have this uh, evil presence out of her and then it'll save her that way. Drags Mia out uh, out of the fruit cellar, out of the cabin, uh, buries her alive while she's like taunting him, right? His Her, her like yeah. demonic face is like, you know, looking at him. You know, he's got a bag over her face. And he's, she's telling him how, what, like his, his, he wasn't there when their mom died and she was like dying of, the, you know, she had dementia. Yeah, it's like anything... Any like any demon possession movie, it's like the demon's trying to tell you anything and everything that it knows about you that's right. gonna make you feel awful. It's all pretty upsetting. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, he he buries her, and then all of a sudden everything goes quiet, and he, you know he. So it, we're left to assume that she's died. So he he, he uncovers her from the dirt, uh, shocks her a couple of times, and uh, yeah, she she comes back to life. And not only does she come back to life, but she's like cured of all wounds, like all of her like, yeah, third she's degree. Totally perfect again. Her tongue, not even dirty. Yeah, not even dirty. Her 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 tongue is not cut in half anymore. <laughs> uh, her her third degree burns have disappeared. She looks great, and he even put like a red dress on her, which I don't remember why, but you know, <laughs> sure. Um, I'm sure it was part of the ritual. Like the book was like, make sure you find a red dress and put that shit on her before you bury her. But, <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're about to leave, but, uh, you know, the, the, the deadites aren't done with them yet. Well, no, he thinks everything's fine. He leaves her outside where he's, he goes back into the house and, uh, you know, in one of those sort of like jump scare moments, he gets like stabbed in the neck by deadite Eric. Right. Yeah. He's finally turned. He, fucking looks like pinhead because he's got nails coming out of everywhere um and then uh yeah he's he's kind of he's getting mia to go outside because she wants to save him but he's like pushes her out closes the door locks yeah like doesn't let her come back in and then he uh he shoots like a gas can right right yeah yeah there's a gas can on the floor of the cabin and he, he blasts that with the double barrel and uh sets the whole cabin ablaze um and uh, yeah, that's your kind of like backdrop for this final battle that's about to happen. Yeah, because again, you think the movie might be over now, but it's not because Mia's going to have a showdown with like a head demon. Yeah, like the demon, right? Because like right, yeah, right before. Like the, if, if you want to go back to like the Evil Ted 2 feeling, it's like, you know, evil manifested finally. Right, right. And uh, I think even Eric, before he blows up in the cabin, he's like, he's coming or something like that. And uh, yeah, it turns out it's a demon that looks very much like Mia. And like crawls out from the ground, but the body's a little bit different. You can like see the backbone. Yeah, it contours weird. <laughs> and they uh, they have a knockdown, drag out fight. Mia like tries to lock herself in the car, and uh, it's like trying to start. It drops the keys, and then does one of that things where she sits back up, and the demon's fucking there in the window, and like grabs at her. And what this ends up with is Mia on the ground, and the car's gotten flipped over, and it's landed on her arm. Oh, and by the way, not not just the cabin is not just on fire. Uh, it's raining blood uh, yeah. <laughs> during this whole yeah. scene. Think of yeah. uh, think of uh, Blade One opening in that rave. That's what's happening. Yep. But uh, more, think more blood. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the car is flipped over on Mia's arm, and this thing is like crawling towards her because earlier Mia had uh, grabbed a chainsaw because you got to have a chainsaw. It's an Evil Dead movie. And uh, had sawed off the demon's legs. Now it's crawling after her. She fucking rips her arm. Oh, it's another one and, of those scenes, man. Where you're just like, oh. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like she 127 hours her arm off. And then <laughs> she she stands tall over this demon and is about to get her. And uh, uh, shoves her stump in the chainsaw. Yep. Yep. And then the demon says, uh. I will feast on your soul. And then uh, what does Mia say? She's like, we'll feast on this. Feast on, you know, she like goes, sort of... she goes, feast on this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you think that, you know, you're just going to get a couple of, you know, like chainsaw swipes and maybe a cutoff head or something like that. But man, <laughs> you get a chainsaw straight through the person's mouth through the demon's mouth and out the back of the head and like the camera pans out and it like she's Mia's just fucking like 
jamming that thing in its mouth and shaking the head around and blood's flying everywhere. Like a prolonged shot. I mean, well, there's a Latin choir in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking singing. I will feast on your soul. Feast on this motherfucker. It is, it's something else, you guys. It is, uh, it's, uh, if you can stomach any of the stuff that we're talking about tonight, uh, this is, this is the shit. Uh, this is one of the goriest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and then saws the motherfucker in half. Yep. Straight in half. And in fact, you see, it's like, it's like, like spadgecocked open. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the sides of the face, the eyes are still blinking. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's what a crazy ending to a crazy movie. So give me your final thoughts on the Evil Dead remake. Uh, man, as far as uh, remakes go, it, it's in the like top, you know, five of, of like, you know, horror remakes. I mean, they did a great job. Uh, it is, uh, you know, an absolutely gross movie <laughs> from from very much so. from start to finish. It is, uh, man, this is going to if you have at all any restraints about watching uh gore like you're not really sure about it this is not the movie for you don't even approach this with a 10-foot pole it's uh it's uh even for someone like me uh who has seen well first of all i've seen this before <laughs> and i've seen other movies that are uh, you know also very gross this tonight i was i couldn't look at some of the shit that was going on on screen it, it was it's crazy uh, that being said, it is relentless. Uh, it's bleak as hell. Um, and it's scary. Most importantly, it's scary and it's entertaining. Uh, it's it's a very good horror movie. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it if you can stomach it. I do, too. It's an enjoyable movie. It's worthy of its, you know, its, uh, you know, horror royalty title of The Evil Dead. I, I enjoyed watching it tonight. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Uh, it's it's worth a watch. So here we are. We find ourselves at the end of another franchise fracas. And uh, as we do, we're going to do our final ranks. So as again, I'll remind you that we start with our least favorite and we go up to our uh, most favorite. And again, for like the third time in a row, uh, all of these movies are great and they're just going to be ranked in what did I enjoy more than the other? But I, I loved all of them. Yeah, same. Man, I guess it's been a while since we like have not liked the movie. I can't even remember the last time we haven't not liked the movie. We've been watching some good shit lately, but this, uh, this series in particular, I mean, shit on imager. We, 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 we've given the first three movies, 10 out of 10. I mean, we've loved <laughs> all three movies. I mean, we've absolutely loved them. Uh, so yeah, this is a, a tough, 
tough list to compile. Uh, and I got a feeling our lists are going to be pretty similar. So I guess I'll start off. And I think my least favorite is is going to be the remake. And and it's not because it's not it's not a good movie. It's a, it's a great movie. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a worthy remake. But it doesn't have Bruce Campbell in it. So... Right, right. It's just uh, it's just not as iconic. It'll never be as iconic as uh, the first three movies. And the next part on our list I can, is the only place where I can see us being different. And I can see us flip-flopping, Moby. Uh, I'm gonna, at my number three, I'm going to put Army of Darkness. And at number two, I'm going to put the original Evil Dead. Ooh, okay. Uh, at number three, I'm putting uh, the original Evil Dead. And at number two, are you putting Army of Darkness? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think I saw you doing that. I mean, I didn't see you doing it, but I, I felt like you could do that. Um, the reason why the original Evil Dead is going to be above Army of Darkness for me is just because of how influential it is and how it it made other movies able to happen. Well, for sure, I can't argue with that. Uh, no, absolutely, it's a, it's an amazing movie, and considering you know, the backstory behind it, the making of, uh, you know, how much money was involved in making that movie. Uh, it's crazy that it uh, turned out like it did. Um, ultimately, the way I, I just chose it, how much more fun that I have uh, watching it. And I, I, yeah, I ended up uh, picking Army of Darkness over uh, the Evil Dead. Obviously, the Evil Dead, the original one, is one of the scariest movies Uh ever made uh, and definitely on this list uh but uh man i just had so much fun watching army of darkness uh with you agreed that movie the, was a blast the other night a surprising that, surprising blast and i think that's part of what influenced my decision is that i wasn't thinking it was going to go that way at all I, I was kind of expecting it to be honestly at the beginning of the series i thought army of darkness is probably going to be at the at number four uh that that's that's where my expectation was for it because it had been such a long time since I've seen it. But man, what a what a joy that was to to watch that with you. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe because it just so blew up my expectations of it. That's why I ended up putting it at uh, at number two. So that leaves both of our number ones at Evil Dead Two. You can't argue with that. It is the best of the series. It's a classic. It's an example of how to do horror comedy right. There's so many great things in there. It'll never grow old for me. Yeah, I pretty much got nothing else to add, man. You fucking said it. It's um, it's the fucking best. I love it. <laughs> Watch it. Watch it now. <laughs> I do want to take a quick minute because we'll, we we will uh, most likely not do this for the podcast because it'd be it'd be a lot. And uh, but the Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the series that was on Stars, the three seasons, talking about them together. If I were to have to rank those uh, with the movies i might actually put them at number two like between the original evil dead and evil dead 2 just because that series was just exactly what like i wanted you know yes it, it had bruce campbell it, it allowed there was so much more time for them to explore you know other angles to the story and you know you could think that like ash is the greatest character ever and that they would never 
get other characters that would be able to hold up against him. And they totally do. There's two characters in that series that are just, well, three. Yeah. It's three characters and they're equally as great. And uh, Luke and I watched every single one of those episodes together. It was such a blast. It, it is. And I, I absolutely agree. If, if I were to take the the three seasons of Ash versus the, the Evil Dead as, as one thing, I would also put it as my number two. Uh, I, would, I would put it behind Evil Dead 2. And um, that, that's what you did, right? You put it as number two. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. And just for the reason that it's it's like it's like Evil Dead 2, but three seasons of that. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Uh, I really, again, something I can't recommend enough to people. Um, it is uh, it's so goddamn entertaining and inventive and gory and scary and it's it's everything that evil dead 2 was but more of it um and uh you know you still got it was the last time we get to see bruce campbell being able to do the physical comedy and you know the punishment shit that he has been able to do for so many years the dude is 63 years old you know he can't be flipping himself you know head over heels and bouncing himself off of stuff and, and fighting demons uh it's just yeah it's it's an end to an era uh, and again i don't think there's a bad episode in the in the in the batch i think it's it's pretty no, much we loved every single one it's all good and again very gory very scary very funny it's uh it's like it's like a perfect mix it's now time for guess the movie title the game where one of us picks a movie and the other one tries to get the other one to guess and it is luke's turn tonight let's go all right man so Here's what I'm going to hit you with. In a post-Armageddon world, a young woman finds herself in a fight for survival against mutant cavemen, dinosaurs, and other prehistoric animals. This last woman on Earth will likewise have to deal with a giant and a love interest. <laughs> this sounds like a movie I'd watch. Like on a fucking Saturday morning. Yep. Like shows up on, yeah, no. Okay, continue. All right, so here's clue number one. This 1990 fantasy, horror, sci-fi, low-budget movie was directed by a guy named Brett Piper, and it premiered at that year's Cannes Film Festival and was... Oh, my goodness. And was produced by Trauma. <laughs> of course. Of course, Trauma had his their hands in this one. By the way, when I say low-budget, I mean, like, low enough that we could have probably funded this had we been adults back... Uh, when we, you know, back in the day, <laughs> interested in funding like trashy low budget horror oh movies. It's, I'll, I'll tell you the okay. budget later, but it's man, it's uh, it's down there. And when you see the trailer, you'll you're like, oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> all right, so think trauma. So think the the title is going to be fucking ridiculous because they almost always are. Uh, okay. All right, clue number two. Uh, this is another movie with a kind of a long title, and uh, it could be split into three parts. Okay. The first two parts describe the woman in the synopsis of the movie, and it describes her as someone who enjoys sex a whole lot. All right. So okay. A, so like a nymph nymphomaniac. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're. You're. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say yes. Uh, but it just think of it's a weird version of the word, and I'm looking for that word, but it rhymes with Lloyd. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen this word actually used before. So this is, it's a tough one to describe. And then the other part of her description in the title, and to get real nerdy here, uh, 
she would be the beefiest melee-est class in advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so think of yeah. Okay, so all right. So okay, all right. I think I I think I know. All right. Okay. All right. So clue number three. The last part of the title is where she finds herself, and that relates to the scaly prehistoric adversaries she's going up against, combined with where bad folk go where they die if you're the religious type. Okay. So, um, all right. I don't think I know what you're getting at with this nymphomaniac thing. So it's I'm going to say it's tough to describe. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to I'm just going to say nymphomaniac because I don't think I know what you're I'm gonna, getting at. I'm going to uh, give it. So, I'm going to give it to you. Okay, is this movie nymph- nymphomaniac barbarian on dinosaur planet? Oh man, okay, I'm gonna. You're really, really close. Really, really. Is close. it barbarian though? Yeah, yeah. You got. I've, you, I've been thinking. Both of us have been listening to this uh, Dungeons and Daddies <laughs> podcast, and one of the characters is a barbarian. Yep, you got. And he's pretty beefy. So, is it barbarian? You absolutely got barbarian right. Yep, yep. So I'm gonna play you a. a the beginning of this uh the trailer for this movie okay this is going to reveal the, the the name of the the movie a lot way back beyond the future in a land before time began the day after has become the day before the tromaville <laughs> of the future has become a dinosaur hell dinosaur hell <laughs> okay there is only one type of being that can survive, a barbarian. And what kind of barbarian? Why, a nymphoid barbarian. A nymphoid barbarian in dinosaur hell. All right, that's enough of that. There's there's still like a whole minute and a half of that. So I'm going to... Is, is nymphoid even a word? I don't think it is, which is why I was like, I don't know, how the <laughs> fuck am I going to get him to guess this? So yeah, a, a, a nymphoid barbarian in dinosaur hell. Um, <laughs> so DVD talk reviewer Adam Tyner said that the film has no nymphoid barbarian, no dinosaurs, and no dinosaur hell. <laughs> no di- no dinosaurs. <laughs> the bu- what the hell? The the budget has been rumored to have been somewhere between forty thousand and five thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> So no one really knows, but it's not a lot. And if you watch the trailer, you it's probably closer to the 5,000, okay? Uh, and regarding its 1990 uh, Cannes premiere, uh, when asked about the movie, trauma boss Lloyd Kaufman said, quote, no one was stupid enough to do a dinosaur movie, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> well, apparently they still didn't do a dinosaur movie. Yep. Uh, the IMDb score for this is a, a 2.7 out of 10. And uh, that same reviewer, Tyner, also said that the movie is so boring that it borders on unwatchable. <laughs> the Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, coming up next, we're going to get to a movie that we uh, tried to get to before we uh, got into the Evil Dead series, but, you know, the scheduling and whatever. Uh, and it's uh, it's Bad Moon. That's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. See, I'd nope the fuck out right now. Yeah, right there. Like they're no matter how old that blood yeah. looked, I no.
Yeah. Bye. Let's pick this up somewhere else. <laughs> we gave it a good shot. <laughs> My fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it out again. <laughs> Help me. It's the, it's the last time I fucking slip on someone's goddamn cheek. <laughs> <laughs>